Hello, welcome to How to Be Unpopular podcast. This is Todd. I'm in my kitchen. It's Sunday night, 10.06. I always have to say the time. Sunday night, 10.06. Um, I'm home alone. I'm hanging out in the kitchen. Um, and what is the agenda tonight? I don't have an agenda. I don't have any notes. I have no plan of what I want to talk about. Um, in the spirit of the How to Be Unpopular podcast, I want to go totally improv- improvisational and and put myself in just like a totally awkward situation. Just, um, oh, you don't know what you're going to talk about. Well, you better think of something. What are you going to say to to inspire people or or provoke thought or entertain you know how are you going to give this thing value well i'm just going to have to figure that out i guess um this one's kind of interesting cuz i'm standing i'm um i usually do this sitting down but i thought tonight i would just mix it up um go into the kitchen and stand um that's kind of the interesting thing about doing this with like a portable recording device is you can do it from wherever you want and wherever you are kind of makes it feel kind of a little bit different. Um, so yeah, I'm in the kitchen. I'm standing. I've got some water. And uh, I've got a full week ahead of me doing the, the 8 to 5, Monday to Friday. I'm really looking forward to the Wednesday night skate on Wednesday night. It's going to be really fun. Um, if uh, Leon is doing an edit every Wednesday, which is a great idea because it gets really gets people really excited to uh, go to the Wednesday night, and I think a lot of people are going to start showing up and busting out, and it's gonna it's just a really fun. Uh, it's fun to just go somewhere where there's high energy and everyone's like really stoked to see each other it's kind of an event and it's fun it's a lot of fun so kudos to leon for for making those edits and he says he's going to do them every week so hopefully he can keep that up um i didn't skate at all this weekend i was inside working all day or all weekend saturday sunday uh, working on some freelance projects I'm just like overloaded with with work these days, working full time and and doing a couple freelance projects on the side. I'm a little bit drained because every single day I'm working, you know, which it's good. Like I'm really happy that I have a job that I can just uh, sit at home and make money and I like doing it. But like there's a lot of things that are hard about it, like sitting for so long, sitting every day for like nine ten hours it takes its toll like even if you're active it can't be healthy to fucking sit that much um we're not meant to do that like we're meant to be out uh hunting animals and and like moving our bodies like sitting that much is kind of an unnatural thing but it's uh it's nice that i that i have a safe job i don't have to risk my 
my uh, my life and kind of the reason I got into what I'm doing I decided to to get into web design when uh, when I after I had my knee surgery because I wanted a job that I I could uh, I wanted a job I could do even if I was injured like I didn't I, I didn't want to worry about hurting myself skating and then oh shit I'm not going to be able to pay the rent um, if I fucking break my leg or hurt my ankle or whatever so I'm like okay I'll get a job where I can that I can do just sitting down um, and I can always do it even if I'm really hurt skating or you know if my even if my body is totally broken down I can still do it and that's something that's always intrigued me about this job is that even when I'm like 85 years old, 90 years old, and my body's like totally decrepit, I might still be able to work and I still might be able to, to do it because you just have to sit there and you have a computer. That's a really interesting thought is that I think it's going to be a really interesting world when senior citizens are like really savvy on the net. Like we're starting to see that, but but I think seniors are still, the majority of seniors still aren't uh savvy when it comes to internet but it's going to be a very different world when when all these retired people with lots of money and nothing to do they're going to be sitting at home buying stuff online and just like um but it'll be it'll be interesting to be an older um computer savvy person because you'll just like old people can read books and stuff but the internet is just such a such an efficient tool for just experiencing different things, reading different things, watching different things, listening to different music. And like, that's an awesome thing for the people who their, who their bodies are falling apart and all their friends are dead and they can just sit at home and still kind of like progress as a person and still learn things and still, still kind of live this like, um, interesting life even though they're just sitting inside all the time like it's like a window to the world it's a very interesting thing that a lot of like a lot of old people now they don't have because they just that's totally foreign to them so they have the tv they watch the news and they gather what's going on in the world by what's on the news and that's not a very good like it's it's um it's a less realistic portrayal of what's actually happening and you're forced to watch certain things. You, you're not free to seek out the things that you want. So you're more of just a vegetable. And you just take what's given to you. And, and I think that's a lot less healthy mentally. Um, so I think like old people now are kind of at a, at a disadvantage because they don't know how to use these tools that we know how to use. So that's really exciting. Um, let's see. Where are we at? Man, we're only at seven minutes. Um, I told myself I was going to do a half hour. Because uh, it's late. I'm kind of tired. For whatever reason, the the spirit world was beckoning me to, to record something. Um, and I thought about, you know, trying to think of some stuff to say... And I guess just the idea of of improving seemed important to me. Um, it just seems like a valuable thing to just like not have a plan and to just like throw yourself into you know a podcast or to just do anything 
when you don't know exactly what you're going to do, because it's a totally different ball game. I think when you have a plan laid out in front of you, you have a desire to stick to that plan and you feel like if it doesn't go according to your plan, then it's no good. Or like you judge it based on based on this preconception of what you want it to be. So like when you don't have a plan and you just go and do something, it's just like totally fresh experience and anything can happen and it might fail miserably and it, you know, you might feel really awkward or you might get into it and have like a really good time and, and just kind of let your brain go where it's going to go and whatever thoughts come up, they come up and that's kind of an intriguing concept that, um, that that improv i like the idea of it like andrew wk i went to this thing where he didn't perform musically he just he he had a show just like he would when he plays music um andrew wk by the way is a, a really awesome musician if you haven't heard any of his music um seek it out on the net andrew wk awesome awesome music but um yeah he put on this show and he didn't play music. And it was really intriguing. Joey got me to go. Joey found out about it. And we got tickets. And I went with Joey. And it was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Because Andrew WK walks in. And there's like this pretty small auditorium. Not a lot of people. There must have only been maybe 50 or 60 people. A small group. And he walks in. And he's just like, yeah. Hello, everyone. Like, yeah. I don't have a plan. I, I came here. I flew here. And I just wanted to you know, just go with something and just, it's like that, that attitude, that approach just allows for things that when you have a big production and you have a big plan, um, it's, it's different and like that can be awesome. But like when you, when you don't have a plan, it allows for the spontaneity and different things to happen and you're in a totally different mindset. So yeah, it's worth doing, but it was like an awesome show. Um, like he had just people come up and just like ask him questions or talk on the microphone. At one point, he just started like running around the auditorium and everyone in their seats started following him around the auditorium. And it it turned into this like 50 person like row of people running, chasing each other around this theater. And it was awesome. Like by the end of it, I just felt, I felt like I was high. I felt like stone, like I had like dropped LSD. Like it felt really heavy. It was really exciting. And it was like super, super inspiring. Um, just that whole idea. Yeah. Um, so what else? There's freaking mozzarella cheese all over my countertop. Because I made a, a tuna sandwich for dinner. Because my girlfriend got called into work. Usually she likes to cook, so it's pretty sweet. She'll make me like some crazy good meal. So it's made me kind of lazy when I'm by myself. I usually just make something really simple. So tonight I made a tuna sandwich with shredded mozzarella cheese for dinner. It was pretty good. I needed some protein. I blasted my pecs today. Um, went to the gym, worked out really hard. It felt really good. I just felt like I needed to exert some energy because I had just been sitting around all weekend and I was feeling restless. I'm a really, I, I, I think what I'm learning about myself is I'm a, my, 
my biologic my biology my makeup i'm like an i'm like a hunter i'm like i need to i need to run and jump and like fight stuff or like use my my body it's like energy builds up in me really quickly and if i don't exert energy then i start to feel like really super restless and anxious and like um it's really really difficult for me to relax so skating fits in perfectly fucking skating is awesome when it's when it's good and i have a really good session it just really feels like it mellows me out and uh it's it's um it's the perfect combination i think of like pushing my body really hard and totally turning my mind off like i don't think about when i get when i have really good sessions i don't think about a lot of bullshit that's going on in my life so it's like this zen state that i get into where my brain is super still and my body is just like moving really like working really hard and i'm like flying through the air on skates and um trying new stuff uh, yeah <laughs> Skating's awesome. I always feel like really self-conscious when I start going on about like how awesome skating is because I feel like, I don't know, it's like it seems kind of cliche to me or like I've seen it in videos where I've, I've seen enough like all the be unique shit and like, like yeah, dog, this is, this is everything. I'm a rollerblader and it's the shit. And, um, but it is. It's, it's the shit. Like... I think uh, you have to be able to kind of express why why it's so exciting to you. And like skating, I'm I'm 28 years old. I'm not a professional. I'm not like sponsored or anything. There's no there's no like um, there's no future in it really. But I'm so obsessed with it, and it, I just need to do it. Like um, like. Um, those are interesting words, Todd. Need some water. My jaw is already feeling like it's like feeling weird from talking. That's interesting. And I should get some more water out of the sink. I drink tap water. Um, I drink tap water all the time and I don't get sick. Um, it, it's kind of weird for me to hear when, when other people don't drink tap water. I think that's like a freaky thing. I wouldn't want to live in a place where I couldn't drink the, t the tap water. I had to drink it from a bottle. It just seems like you're living in such a shitty world when you can't just drink the water. Like you have to depend on humans to like bottle the safe water that you can drink. Like, we're on this planet with so much water everywhere. That's a really depressing thought to me, that that there's people that only drink bottled water or, or water jug water. It has to be water that is determined safe by other people. That's freaky. So I'm drinking tap water. And it's good. Mm. There's some... It looks like there's some white shit floating in it, though. I think those are just bubbles. Hopefully. Hopefully those are just bubbles. 
not like paint from the pipes. It is kind of freaky that the water goes through all these like pipes. What's in those pipes? <laughs> oh, talking. Oh, 16, 15. All right, we're gonna do a half hour. Looking whether you like it or not. There's some apples on my counter. Um, there's a cloth on the counter. I'm just searching now, but man, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. What's good stuff, Todd? Well, it's good stuff that we are experiencing this experience at this point in time. This is good. What you're doing is good. It's a healthy thing. You're learning. You're challenging yourself in interesting areas. Hmm. Hmm. Um, have some more water. I've really been enjoying juggling lately. Again, uh, I, for some reason I go through all these stages like I, don't, I, w I won't juggle for like five months because I don't know why. It's weird. And then suddenly I'll pick it up and I'll feel super inspired again to, to do it. And it's like this super, super, uh, like trying to explain the process of, of how you go about juggling or like it's such quick, intricate movements. Um, and your brain is working in such a weird way. It's a very distinct feeling to like juggle for a good 20 minutes. Like just, it's fun just listening to music. And juggling, it just puts you in this really weird state where it's really, um, it really stimulates your mind. It really wakes you up physically and mentally because your brain needs to work so quickly with your body to catch ball, throw ball, catch ball, think about what you're going to do, catch it. And, and you have to think about what you're going to do and re react to the very last thing that you did. Like you have to catch the last ball and then think about how you're going to throw the next ball and it's this continuous juggling act where every movement, it's, it's very uh, sequential. Um, I'm really inconsistent. I, I drop a lot because I take a lot of chances. I, um, and I'm really sloppy with my juggling, almost purposely. I feel like the sloppier I can be, the, the more bizarre my brain is working because it's this uh this very precise very very um there's not a lot of room for error there's n zero margin for error like if your hand is an inch away from where it's supposed to be you're gonna drop your ball um but, so the idea of like being sloppy with an extremely precise um movement is <laughs> It's like, what is that doing for my brain? Um, and like what, it's gotta be benefiting my physical intelligence somehow in a way that's super hard to measure. Um, I guess it's like playing music. I've always w wished I was a musician. I played the, the piano a little bit. Um, 
I started playing it, we bought a keyboard, and then I just stopped. And then we were throwing out everything, like getting more minimal and getting rid of all this shit. And the rule was, if you haven't used it in a year, it's going in the trash. And the keyboard fell under that rule, and we threw it in the trash. And then like a, a couple months later, after we threw it out, I was like, ah, oh, I really, really wish I had that piano and I could play the, the keyboard because it's really fun. Um, I might buy another one. I've been thinking about that. I really want to buy another keyboard. There's a lot of things that I want to buy, but I have limited cash. So I can't buy every fucking thing that I want to buy. That'd be pretty sweet if you could. Because, like, there's a lot of technology that I would love to get my hands on. Um, I think, like certain technology really um, gives you a lot of power to uh, do different things so that's exciting and exercise your way and you exercise exercise yourself in different ways certain technology like if I didn't have this microphone and, and this recording device um, I wouldn't be exercising my my speaking voice and exercising my mind by doing this podcast and like getting over the fear of putting yourself out there in a in a weird way where you're alone by yourself like it's pretty interesting like i'm alone i'm talking to nobody but i'm talking to everybody um, um that's very interesting these solo podcasts are uh really interesting to do but yeah i wish i could buy a key i want to buy a keyboard soon i i talked a little bit about um how i got the celtic frames um but i didn't get into it as much as i wanted to on the last podcast so i got distracted um i got celtic frames i ordered them from aggressive mall uh and they came super fast. They came in like a couple of days. Um, they put me back a hundred bucks. They're not cheap because they're, if you think about how niche of a product this is, like it's so niche. Roll betting on its own is a niche. And then everyone who does like aggressive roll betting, they all skate anti-rocker. How many of us out here skate flat? Like nobody. So they... To make a, f a flat rocker frame, you know, like if everyone was skating flat rocker and if rollerblading was as popular as skateboarding, then the frames would probably cost me like $30 or $40 max because they could just mass produce them and it'd be super cheap to make. But so you have to pay like a lot of money for, for products that you really want when you're a weirdo because those pr nobody else wants those products. Nobody else, nobody at work knows what Celtic frames are. Um, barely anyone in the city would... I'm the only person in this whole city of Vancouver with Celtic frames. Um, shop tasks didn't get them in. So I took my business elsewhere. Because I really wanted them. But anyway, the frames are really, really... Um, they're really awesome. Uh, they're... They're nice and short. I prefer skating nice short frames because it, 
I let, I don't I hate it when my skates feel like a ski. Like longer frames will make your skates feel like skis. And it's like hard to turn and like I like to feel really frisky and light footed and I like to turn on a dime and like just really like swivel hard. So short frames are where it's at. Um, so they're nice and short and I can fit um, 60 mil wheels in them. I think they're 59 or 60, I'm not sure. But most frames you can't fit those wheels. So that's exciting that you can fit those. And I can do like really good Royales and Fars without sticking. It's really exciting because they designed a frame that like the, the H-block sticks over the wheels. And it looks like there's a monstrous groove and people say, oh, the groove's way too big, but the groove just looks really big, big because it goes down so far over the wheels. Um, so it actually is just as deep as most frames, but it just looks really big because it, it, it jets out so much. And that's to just block stick on your middle two wheels. So I can do Royale's really good back farves. I love I I realize I really miss doing back farves. I love doing back farves. They just feel super sick to do to like I don't know. It's like one of my favorite tricks. I I'm a back farver. I can't really do back torques too well, but I can back farve really nice. And it's fun. So yeah, it's like super monumental to me to be able to skate flat with sixty mil wheels and have that that awesome feeling of like rolling super fast and super smooth, um, super smooth, and then being able to grind super fast. It's this awesome combination of these these two things that usually you have to sacrifice the other to get. And even for for boot tricks, they slide super fast because they've got the hourglass shape. So you're only you're only sliding on your front and back, so there's less friction on sole tricks. So they're super fast and they're super light. Um, they they dug away a lot of the the plastic, like it's designed super well. There's like holes in it, I guess, where where they didn't need material. So the I don't know, they made the frame super light, or maybe the plastic is like lighter than other frames. I don't know, but they feel super light. And my K2s are super light, so I've got like super light skates. They feel great. Um, so yeah, Celtic frames, right on. G get yourself some. Try skating flat. I think you'll really love it, especially, especially if you live in like a shittier town uh, with like dirtier spots, like not a skate park, and you have to go skate street, um, and there's lots of cracks and stuff where you're skating. You should skate flat because it just feels so much better. Like you're a little bit more limited with your grinding and stuff, but just the, the just the feeling of rolling is just amazing in flat like it's totally worth it um and i don't know how all these people skate anti-rocker i don't know how they just enjoy doing that because i've tried i try to skate anti and i'll just tell myself like everyone else is used to this you can do it and i'll i'll i'll, I'll say to myself okay you just have to get used to it in the first few sessions it'll feel weir weird but then you'll forget about it but I just can never get used to it. I always end up going back to flat and telling myself never to do anti again. So that's what I've done now. I've sworn off anti rocker. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna be stupid again. I'm gonna skate flat. Because 
you only got you only got a limited time to skate. And I'm not suggesting that you can't skate into your old years, but you only have a limited time to live. Um, you're not always gonna be alive to rollerblade. But I think I honestly think that I'm gonna skate like. I hope I can skate when I'm 50, 60 years old, like really old. Um, I think that's possible. I think if you just are like strict enough, like keep yourself in, in good shape, there's really no reason like when I see 50, 60 year old people that are in super good shape, it's like if they had been rollerblading, they'd still be rollerblading. Like there's no reason why they couldn't and they probably they'd probably be in super good shape if they skated a lot because skating is like a crazy good workout um, and it helps you stay young mentally as well it makes you feel like a kid it's uh it's awesome to go out like with the buddies and uh everyone just is acting like little kids because they're skating it's like it, it makes everyone silly again and everyone can just like chill out and I don't know. It was an awesome experience to go ice skating with my work. Just seeing all my coworkers on ice skates and everyone was just skating around the rink and everyone was just like little kids. Like, it's funny. Usually these social events kind of leave me with this dark feeling. Um, I don't, it, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's, it's the same dark feeling I get in certain social situations where I just don't feel like people are being genuine or like they're putting on this like act a little bit or I don't know you know like awkward kind of like social shit where where the people aren't totally free to be themselves because there's there's business ties involved and people need to be careful about their image because they depend on on how these other people view them to like feed their kids so there's this whole layer of stress involved and it's just like people aren't totally natural and I guess I maybe I pick up on that and it leaves me with this kind of dark feeling so but when when everyone went ice skating it was just like all that shit really melted away really fast and easy and everyone was just like skating around the ice and it was just so magical and it totally brought people into this like childlike state where I don't know everyone just seemed so happy and carefree and giggling like everyone was just laughing and it was just awesome and that's what's basically that's what skating is just like when an activity can bring you back to that childlike state it's awesome you know whether that's biking or skateboarding or juggling like anything that's gonna make you feel like a kid is worth doing um, and it's worth putting effort into being able to do some chips on the floor but uh because that's that's money in the bank is like being able to feel like a kid like that's the name of the game that's the name of the game is to be enthusiastic about what you're doing and to see like the positive aspect in it like a part of me is not looking forward to working all week but i just need to remind myself that that uh, there's a lot of good in it and you know I can have fun I can joke around with the people at work and uh, learn new technologies that can open up doors for me 
and um, yeah, there's a lot of good in it. So try to put on my kid face and have a good time and uh, be grateful that I'm not flipping burgers or something. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's good to have a job that that you're actually developing a skill. Let's see where we're at. 32, 20. Ah, yes. Well, I don't know. Should I keep going? I was enjoying that. What was I talking about? Um, yeah, social situations. It's valuable to have friends that that uh, are purely 100% just friends. There's no there's no reliance on them for feeding your kids or paying the rent. It's just just your buddy, just your 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 buddies. You can just go strap on the blades, rip around and and enjoy their company and and be a kid again. Have fun. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Well, it's 10.40 now, and uh, I have to work in the morning. So I need to wind down. I feel a little bit wired because I was juggling super hard. And now I did this podcast. So I feel like I need to shut out the world and go into the darkness and let myself calm the fuck down. So I'm going to go to bed. So it's exciting. Episode 20 of How to Be Unpopular podcast. Uh, This is Todd, and I'm going to sign out. Good night, folks. I need to press the stop button.